0: Nine rounds of golf for $90?
1: Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport cardholder, you're entitled to nine 18-hole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport, a $300 golf value for just $90? Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com, keyword passport.
3: And anytime on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I will do that. I'll get it done. no question. you know, listen to that kind of poppy music and all the rest of it. And I don't know why I did this, but I just sat down last night. Catherine was out running around. And I watched an hour show about the, the life and death of George Michael. It's so sad. that There was a guy extremely handsome, from tremendously talented, very, very wealthy. And he basically... They say he killed himself. He was only 53 years old when he died. Do you guys ever follow that story at all, George Michael? A, a little bit. Wasn't, was it he was gay or somebody in his group? He was gay.
2: Yeah, and who was the other guy that he performed with or was in his little group?
4: God, I can't even remember that.
2: But yeah, I thought it was two of them that were kind there of were. a tandem. And yeah, he was gay and got a bunch of backlash because he was good-looking, so all the women loved him, but then he was gay.
4: Right. Ended up dead at 53. I mean, again, you're very handsome, got a great singing voice, got a great personality. You've got tons of money. You're very, you have everything. And, and just before he did kill himself, he had put on like over 100 pounds. Jeez. So, I mean, he was trying to kill himself for a long time. It sure looked like. Isn't that sad, though, that you, you achieved everything in your life, but something about your past just wouldn't let you enjoy that? Isn't that sad? Yeah, 100%.
5: And I think you're thinking of Andrew Ridgely, the other member of Wham! There we go, Wham! Yeah, exclamation
4: point. no question about it. Yeah, I mean, look, we're still blessed. We have so many great people in our lives, like, you know, Bob Sansevier, you know, people like that. <laughs> Bob's chance of your sports is brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work, Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your worker comp injury claims and denials. Call 763 571 2410 or go to B I A L K E law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. So, Sandy. Oh, yeah. You know, I have got no more of that New Jersey thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, Sandy, I wanted to mention this to you. Nice Italian boy like you. Yeah. And I do not know why we didn't do this, but we never watched the fourth season until now of Fargo. It is phenomenal. And I okay. don't know why, because season five is out now. too. OK, but, yeah, I was
6: going to ask you now. Every season is different characters, right? So I can just yeah. start watching season five and not feel I missed anything.
4: No, I think that's very, very true. And and, okay, and what's his name? Is uh, what's that guy's name? John Hamm. John Ham. Yeah, he's terrific anyway. But seriously, the acting, the writing, because it's basically uh, a black gang and an Italian gang, and they're arguing over new territory. It's fascinating. Oh, it's very well done. So I may have to watch season four. Oh, Bob, it's really good. I never watched it I don't know why I skipped it either, but but we started watching it. We've watched a couple episodes. Uh, Chris Rock is incredibly good at it. He oh, just, He's in it. Ooh. Yeah, he's in it. No question. Is he one about of it. the
6: Italians or?
4: <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. Chris Rocchetti is his name, actually, in the show. Yeah. But he could play yeah, anybody. Died, yeah. But the greatest thing about it is, is the, the exchanges between the Italians and the you know the other Italians, their family, other families. The exchanges are hilarious. But you're gonna love it. You a will little bit
6: of Sopranos it. feel to it. Yeah, a the little bit.
4: Changes. A little right. bit takes place I believe in Kansas City I think is where they are uh, but it's just I would highly recommend it don't know why I didn't watch it in the first place cuz I watched 1 2 and 3 but 4 is really good right.
6: how do you get Fargo out of Kansas City
1: Yeah that's, well,
4: that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't understand know. that <laughs> but they did a good job but yeah if you if you got a chance I mean it's not for the kids don't get me wrong Dad out with the kids Brittany, got to tell you, one of the strongest characters in it is a nurse. And I'm not really giving anything away by telling you this up front because you would have seen it coming from miles away. Yeah. She's this highly regarded nurse. She's wonderful. Turns out she's killed about three people.
0: Oh, okay. Actually, that I, does sound really good.
4: Oh, you know what? I was just in room seven. He's dead now. I just checked him. He's not.
0: Don't even dead. go in there. We'll send the electrician.
4: <laughs> she's bumping people off left and right. Unbelievable. She looks like June Cleaver. That's the other best part of it. Oh, dang. You know, her, her beaver. Yeah,
2: they're like, what, what do you mean he's dead? He had a broken leg. <laughs> he wasn't even. <laughs> exactly. I said <laughs> what I
0: said.
4: Well, she actually, I'll give you a quick tip because this won't ruin anything. She actually kills the head of the mafia in Kansas City. She smuggles. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: this sounds now really good.
4: Problem. Now oh. you got up. Now Bob's got up. Oh, Brittany, I think you'd love it. It's right, really hey. good, very well. Well, the Cohen Brothers write good stuff. There's no question about this that. This is true. All right, Sanny, let me hand it off to the nice Italian boy now on the show. Well, what I want to talk about some of the teams in town, but before we do that, what was the
6: New York discussion? I came in late. Just New a York. quick thing. Just curious.
4: Were we talking about New York? Oh yeah,
6: yeah Tom we was just saying
2: just... about the accents and the projection oh, yeah. in their voices. Oh yeah. See, I.
6: I I have a blending because I grew up at the Jersey Shore for most of my life, and I have a blend of Philadelphia and New York. As a matter of fact, Philly yeah. was closer to where we lived than New York was, even though I was born in Northern New Jersey.
4: I love that whole area anyway, Bob. I got You can go. I still have not been to the three upper states. I've never been to Maine, New Hampshire, or Vermont, and I got to get up there. I've never been up there, and heard it's beautiful.
6: And a lot of trees. <laughs> okay, well, As, Tommy, you. You probably don't recall, but remember when I flew with you to Kansas City because I had free miles and we went to have lunch at a, one of the barbecue places? Yes, sir. I looked out the window, not, saw nothing but forest, and I said, Tom, we're infested with forestation. <laughs>
4: yes, you did. That's Absolutely. what those
6: three states are. Nothing but forests.
4: I used to have a travel down there all the time, it's called Arthur Bryant's. I don't wow. even know if it's still around. I hope it's still around because it's the best barbecue I've ever had. But that... Uh, that quick story, I ordered a large order of ribs, some fries on the side, and they put it on a tray. They didn't even put it on a plate. They mm-hmm. put paper on a tray and then put it on the paper. I brought it back, and, of course, it was empty. And the two young men behind the counter, both of them African-American, one turned to the other and said, and I won't say completely what he said, he looked at his other other buddy and said, I told you that Big N could eat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for inviting me into the club, sir. I really appreciate it. Now,
6: was it Arthur <laughs> Brian or the un- other one that had an institute in the parking <laughs> lot? Was it- They had a bar-
4: a barbecue institute. Yes, they did. Oh, was that Gates Barbecue? Gates. It was yeah. Gates. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. I love Kansas City. Was what- Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Kansas. I don't care. It's the same town anyway, right?
6: Yeah, can't go wrong.
4: So, Sandy, what else?
6: Well, your Timberwolves, Tom, and we don't talk a lot about them, but... An interesting statistic, in their 34-year history prior to this year, they were – did you hear the stat already? They were in first place 10 days, right? (laughs) 34 years. They've been in first place now this year alone for 10 days in the Western Conference. Uh Uh-oh. Then they kicked kicked ass last night without Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns, he stepped up 32 points, had uh, double-digit rebounds. But he needs, and I think he's starting to understand his role. When Edwards is there, he's complementary. When he's not, that's when he he turns his game up and could be the standout player. He needed to understand his role, and I think he's figuring it out or figured it out. And Rudy Gaber has become the player that they hoped he would be when they traded for him.
4: Yeah, no question. You yeah, so know what's interesting about it's, uh, that? It's going
6: to be
3: interesting. What's that?
4: what's interesting about that for me because you know Tevin's been talking a lot about it. he's a big fan and all the rest of it AJ I think you're a big Timberwolves fan too are you not more hockey than well, basketball yeah
5: I, I lean more towards hockey but when the Timberwolves are good it's like it's once in a blue moon so I'm riding the wave with Tevin as much as possible here
4: and what's so interesting is I haven't watched the Timberwolves game in a million years and I still know every player's name that's I mean that's a pretty damn big roster when people don't even pay attention to sport know who you are that's some big names on that team right
6: they got, they, they, it's a good team. Now, Tevin, were either of you born,
2: you and AJ, when this team started? Uh, when did they 34, start? 34, 35 years ago.
5: 89 was, I think, the first season.
2: Nope, I was not around. Because that's when they played in the Metrodome for a year or something like that, yes.
5: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, know, I wasn't it. around
4: then. That was terrible, by the way. Mm-hmm. It was just horrible watching them play in that building. You know, it's, hey, look, they won two World Series in there, so I loved the place, but it was a horrible stadium.
6: Lost a few NFC championship games, one in yeah. particular in there.
4: Hey, thanks, Bob. No thanks for bringing that up. That up. <laughs> no but problem. No, that's rather important that you know the names of the players you've never even watched. So that's, I mean, that's those are some big names, if you ask me.
2: Yeah, we've got, we're a star-studded team. You know, Carl Anthony Towns, former number one overall pick. Anthony Edwards, former number one overall pick. And we've got, you know, supporting cast of, you know, Jaden McDaniels that is great. Rudy Gobert, one of the best defenders in the league. And they're... Right. It's really the same team, more or less, from last year. It's just now they're all coming together,
5: gelling, and this is hopefully going to be a very, very good season. Nobody's punching cement walls in out of frustration. And it's good.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, of, you know, I did that yesterday.
2: It feels like they've grown up a little <laughs> bit. Over yeah,
5: the maturity. I, Mike Conley, I think, from what I, from my understanding, mm-hmm. is like brought that maturity level that maybe Pat Bev was a big leadership. Role yep. type of guy, but like with him being gone, Mike Conley has come in and he's more of a calm leader, mature leader, and I think yeah. that's what you need for a guy like Anthony Edwards.
6: Yep, Beverly that, that struck me as a showboat.
2: Yeah, he was a wild card. He was the type of guy. That, yeah, he was just going to start a bunch of stuff yeah. and just be a lunatic out there. Whereas Mike Conley is like, all right, guys, everybody act like a professional. He feels like he's teaching them how to be a professional basketball player and not just run around like crazy
6: for the sake of all you wolves fans let's hope they don't have the fate of the vikings have the great regular season playoffs come around get bumped in the first round
4: well there is that there's it's always been that bob since the time i was nine years old it's always been that way what are you gonna do but i i just i find it fascinating who put together that team i mean that that those are a lot of big names on that team who put that team together well, I, I think, for, aside from who put it together, it's
6: really interesting that when the team goes from Glenn Taylor to A-Rod and his partner, suddenly right. the team has gotten better. It's almost like <laughs> you had to remove Glenn Taylor
4: for the team to be successful. Wow. Well, you might be right about that, Bob.
2: And I believe isn't uh, – Glenn Taylor's still around. He, the he's the full transition. He's the owner, but he's not the, he, he's not the
6: primary owner. Yeah. now. They became primary owners this year. Yeah,
2: and then Tim Conley is the GM for the Wolves. That's kind of – been putting the pieces in place and some of the players were there before he got here but him and now Chris Finch the head coach have kind of started to make it work and
6: and last year I thought they should have dumped Finch so I was wrong on that one
2: then again I was wrong on picking the
6: Vikings to win so I'm like (laughs) whatever I say go the other way (laughs) I did not see them well I didn't see them having a horrible job of coaching by their head coach I didn't anticipate that that's probably you know what his problem is He's trying to make Joshua Dobbs fit into his system, yeah. instead of tailoring the offense so that it suits jo- Dobbs's skill set. That's why he was so successful in the first two games. He didn't know the plays and he was freelancing. Now he has to, you know, be put into the box and perform like Cousins, and you know, be a. It's it's a bad way to go. It was a poorly coached team on Monday night.
4: Yeah, there's no question. I mean, losing to a team that well, – they at the time, like 3-6, and six, the Bears?
6: They were just miserable.
4: A, a team that's no
6: business – I mean, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't score a touchdown uh, late. I mean, they knew they weren't going to score a touchdown, but when they got the ball back after Justin Fields fumbled for the second time, you play to get the field goal at least, and I don't know what he was thinking. And then Brian Flores, your defensive coordinator, he blitzes more than – more than 50% of the time, he didn't blitz on that final drive for the Bears – -hmm. It's it it really is uh, it's a head scratcher.
4: Yeah, like I said, I got very lucky because I decided not to even watch that game, and I'm really glad I didn't because I would have been very pissed off watching them lose. The Bears are terrible. Yep, I don't get it.
6: Remains to be seen how, what the Vikings will do with Justin Jefferson back. And if he goes with Dobbs to see if Dobbs can play, how he plays with Jefferson, mm-hmm. goes to Jaron Hall. He did. He was effusive in his praise of Nick Mullins the other day. You know, he, so I wouldn't be surprised if he threw him in there.
2: You can't. Yeah, possibility. I hope they don't because there's no future with no, Nick No, there Mullins. isn't. And, go with
6: Jaron Hall if you're not going to go with Dobbs. Yep.
2: Yeah, exactly.
6: So I put a poll out on uh, x slash Twitter. And I gave the options coming out of the bye. who should start for the Vikings. Jaron Hall was an option. Uh, Joshua Dobbs was an option and Nick Mullins. And it was a fourth option, but Jaron Hall by over 50% of the vote. Third was Josh Dobbs. Fourth by fractional was Mullins. Second place was some guy off the street. <laughs> so <laughs> people would rather have that than now. People turned in a hurry on the pastronaut. Tevin, you're free
2: next Sunday, right? Yeah, I, my arm isn't great. They should, uh, but I'll definitely I'll strap up the, uh, the helmet and <laughs> sort of slang it a little bit.
4: All right, I'm going to pretend I'm uh, an older uh, who died at 100 sports reporter. Uh, bring back Tommy Kramer. <laughs> be unbelievable. Tommy's still around. I just ran into him.
6: Yeah, he, I tell you what, I bet he could still throw it. He, put it this way he won't, he's the kind of qu- uh, quarterback that Kevin O'Connell likes because he doesn't have mobility. He'll just stay in the pocket.
2: He ain't moving out of that pocket.
4: Yeah, um, that's, well, how about Fran Tarkin? Can get him to come back? He's still alive, isn't he?
2: Yeah, um, He's spry. Well, you probably have to yeah. go out there and put the ball in their hands and help them move their arm to throw it. But, I mean, technically, yes, they can well, go out there. That's true. Hey, Tommy's
6: arm point. is just fine. It goes fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, Bob.
4: What? You're mean.
6: Oh, I got my elbows bugging. A little, me. little, little drinky so drink. so great. So, I, so I, great
4: I, that I I rent. Good. You ran into him where? I ran into him at XL Energy Center. gave me a big hug. It was just you – because know, Tommy and I didn't always get along that well. He's
6: a great guy.
4: He's a wonderful guy. He really. Tommy Kramer is a great guy. There's no doubt about that.
6: Anyway, and, you know, so. his, 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 his pal Buddy Becker, I mean, they're both good mm-hmm. guys. And yep. actually, everybody from that era I, – I other than Chris Carter, there is not a single Viking or former Viking I could say was not a good guy. You know, Carter was the only ass in the bunch.
4: Yeah, he was not so, a good person.
6: No. And that, that's the know. persona that he had. He tried to make it that everyone thought he was great, but teammates to a man except for Jake Reed hated him.
4: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Jake Reed did like him. And Jake Reed, yeah. by the way, was a really nice guy.
6: Yes. They either hated him or thought he was the biggest ass they'd ever met.
4: Well, there you go. So, All right. So what else you got going on sports, well,
6: Now, this is for AJ. Uh, John Hines, not the radio guy. The new coach of the Wild, he's got him on a two-game win streak since he took over, and I like this guy because I saw a video of him from his first practice. He might curse more than Jerry Burns did, Bob. I have some every bad... other word out of his mouth was a curse word.
5: I have Love bad. It. I have bad news for you. What? That was a repurposed video of Mike Yo, the old Wild coach. Terry... Well, that wasn't him. They said it was Hines. <laughs> no, that was, they have. They have the same bald head. They have the same like stature. They both oh, have my the glass. Yeah. Yeah, you've been duped, No, but wait a minute. I
4: was duped. Wait a minute, Bob. I just brought this up yesterday, and they did say that it was Hines. Remember, I brought this up, and you said, no, that wasn't Hines. They yeah. did say it was, though. So I saw the same video you did, Bob. Who said?
6: Well, it was put up by a guy from uh, KSDP, Doogie, put it up.
4: Yeah, there you go. So
5: it, he was so wrong. I, I Are f- you sure, I'm, AJ? I'm pretty sure, because what I saw was from the account, Mini Hockey tweeted it out, and there was like live footage of – you know, John Hines' first practice with the Wild. First off, I'm going been, with Doogie. Michael <laughs> Russo of The Athletic quoted and said, When I first saw this, it gave me a laugh, but a lot of people are thinking that this is true. It's actually from Mike Yo back in, you know, 2016. Doogie. Or whatever. Okay. I, I love. Not I screwed that up. I love He said, I got
6: know. footage from the first practice, <laughs> unless it was a joke and he didn't let anyone in on it. I, um, I hope the guy curses a lot. It's very possible, very possible that I'm if wrong. He doesn't.
5: Very possible. I'm no, wrong.
6: Yeah, but whenever you've ever been wrong. About that's five true. minutes
5: ago. Oh, a very, it's a very frequent occurrence for me. But yeah, I'm liking the wild. It's it's funny in the NHL how firing your coach makes a lot of the guys that were slacking be like, oh god, I probably oh. should step my game up, and then they start yeah. playing a little bit better. So yep. Yep. naturally, that's how it that works. Kaprizov
6: has been hurt, but he, I mean, he had a good game last night too, right? He had a goal and an assist, and he, and it, I mean, at six one again. I will say this: the Nashville Predators that is a classy organization. That's where he had been a coach before for parts of four seasons. Mm-hmm. In the third period, they put up like a video tribute to him of when he was their coach. What team does that? It? It's a nice thing to do for a guy you fired.
5: I mean, granted, you know, I, I think the like the, the, the Wild did that with Bruce Boudreaux his first time back uh, when he was with the Canucks um, after they let him go and had Dean Evason take well, over that What regime. team?
6: The wild and the predators.
5: Yeah. Um but yeah, it's why it, it,
6: NHL tradition. Yeah.
5: It's it's a fun game. Uh, Judd actually plays it, where it's like, does this guy get a video tribute from the wild? Because they throw mm-hmm. him out like it's candy. Oh, it's, it's
2: crazy. It's out of control. And even in other sports, like basketball, is another one where some guy will be there long enough to drink a cup of coffee, and then the next time he's in town, it's this mashup of every layup he ever made. And they didn't win a championship, no. but we're just happy
5: that he used to wear our uniform. The best one I've I've seen recently is last season. Jonathan Quick was traded from the night or from the Kings in L to columbus for all of five minutes before being traded to vegas but just because of like a middle Columbus man. had a video tribute to him they had a video of like uh, they had an intern like tweet like hey we've traded for jonathan quick and then they just panned him on the bench and it's like thanks for all the time john like appreciate <laughs> you you're, you're a legend
6: <laughs> well i still think the predators didn't have to do it they did it so good for them yeah and uh
5: indeed now-
6: I mentioned the Vikings. Let me. And let me ask you guys and, and Brittany. There's a. It's a. It's really two answers to the question: Who should be the starting quarterback, and who do you think the starting quarterback will wind up being? Because it's Kevin O'Connell's choice. I. I would just go with Jaron Hall, and if he can't do it, get the hook and put Dobbs back in. Because you got to find out what the kid could do.
2: Yeah, I. Th- I think it should be. I think it will be Jaron Hall, and I think you just let him ride out the rest of the season because you can't keep going back and forth. The reason you would put Mullins in is if we had won the last two games and we're fighting for, you know, we think we can really do something in the playoffs. But I think you roll the dice with Jaron Hall and you figure out because Mullins isn't the future, Dobbs isn't the future. So you're trying to figure out if Hall can do it and then when Cousins comes back healthy – we either get him or we're trying to find a new quarterback anyway.
6: Get a new quarterback. So yeah. You
2: got to resign
6: Daniil Hunter. Mm-hmm. You got to resign Darius. you got to re- get get a deal for Je- Justin Jefferson. You don't have the money for Kirk Cousins. And you know what? Do you were brought in here to be the quarterback, uh, you know, savior or the the quarterback whisperer, Kevin O'Connell? <laughs> Develop a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's what your job is. And the guy that I I think they they would be. Very happy and should be if they get JJ McCarthy. This kid from Michigan, he's got a winning pedigree and the kid could sling it. Yeah. I think that'd be a great pick for them.
2: Yeah. This is a very strong draft class, whether for it's quarterbacks. Yeah, like for quarterbacks. Yep. or so like, whether you're saying, yeah, McCarthy, the kid from Duke, Leonard, he's been looking pretty good. Oh, you got um, Drake. May. You've got, I mean, Drake, yeah, Nick, Williams. But yeah, those guys oh, are, all who are guys? Gonna go. <laughs> Going to go high, but in that middle round area, hopefully, or middle of the first round area, hopefully, we can, uh, which was likely where we're going to be drafting. Hopefully, we can find
3: guys.
6: Well, we'll see. You still got to get past the, uh, you, the. Packers are right on your heels for a you know for for the playoffs, and this, oh I don't God. know if the Seahawks have done. Yeah, Packers are that? terrible. Well,
4: look at your Vikings.
6: Oh, we're not I mean, good either.
4: I know. It's just the way it is. There's no question. All right, and Have a great week.
6: Yeah, have a good uh, weekend there, you know. And I'm gonna watch. Uh, I, I, here's my tough decision. You give me the finger there, Brittany. No, I give you decision... thumbs up. Oh, okay. My big decision is. <laughs> then you want to roll the fingers. My big decision is: Do I watch season five of uh, Fargo, or just go with season four and then go to five? Five That's is not I mean. over yet, though, right? They don't. No, do they five all is out still
0: Still, still putting them out weekly for five. Ah, well, yeah. maybe
6: I'll go with four then.
4: I'm telling you, Bob, you gotta go with four and then go to five. Cause that's look, I, I can't wait to watch the John Ham version either. But this season four so far, only two in, but it's pretty dead. What do they do? Like eight, ten episodes. No, do you know how many episodes? Nah, that doesn't matter. But yeah, really, really good. And then the John Ham one should look pretty good too. But we will talk to you next week. I live for those moments. Thank See you, Sandy. It. Bob Sands for Your Sports are brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your worker comp injury claims and denials, of course. Uh, all you have to do is call 763-571-2410 or go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. We shall take a break. Be right back. Oh, Bernie is going to join us. Did you book him, Brittany? No. No, I didn't. Oh, you did. God, he's going to be a great guest. You guys you remember Love Boat, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's still on. There. The Vikings Love Boat? That's a different Love Boat. There's no doubt about that. That would be your different Love Boat, ladies and gentlemen. Do you remember the Love Boat, Brittany? The Minnesota yeah, I, Love Boat?
0: I only know it like referenced, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I've looked into that now, but I never watched it.
4: Wait, no, you, you we're talk talking about the Minnesota Love Boat.
0: Oh yeah, actually, the guy who um, the main Love Boat guy lived—he lived in our backyard. The he. Brian McKinney. He, no. Um, Fred Smoot. Oh look, which
2: one? Fred Smoot. Yep, Fred
0: Smoot. Uh, yeah. Really? He, he yeah, had he had lived. His house went right up to ours. Um, I mean, we didn't live here at the time when he lived here, but they always talk. The neighbors, the Hellers, always talk about how crazy uh his backyard was because it went it goes right up to ours
4: you ever hear your neighbors go god we got rid of Smoot, now we got britney
0: and my same amount of caliber of parties yeah. i go hard <laughs>
4: <laughs> there you go we gotta take a break be right back bernie capell will join us right after this you have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times mike glendale knows this and mm-hmm. continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now you can save 50% on queen and king pillows, the original my slippers, and the my pillow six pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels and two washcloths. Regular price is 79.98, for a limited time you can get this six pack towel set for only 39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM, and save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota, if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself, and if you want a second house or a new retirement home, or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key. West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from coast-to-coast mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com. Tom here and I want- chemicals, or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet, like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms Zero Resified starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-Zero-Res, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, Minnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy zero res card. Go to TomBernardShow.com
1: keyword prize to enter the Pick Your Prize contest. You could win one of 14 prizes each worth $10,000. Like $10,000 in home improvements from Minnesota Resco and Companies. Or a LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lobanov at Ovo LASIK and Lens and a fantastic vacation. Or a two-year lease on a 2024 Kia from Loopy and Kia. For a complete prize list, go to TomBernardShow.com keyword prize. Answer daily now. Qualifiers selected daily starting March 18th. And one lucky finalist will Pick their prize. This is
2: the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast.
4: Yeah, you should absolutely no question about it. Let me know when uh, Mr. Capel is ready to go. We are all if set. you would. We're, oh, we're all set to go. Yeah ladies and gentlemen our almost completely true love story will be available on december 8th 2023 on major streaming platforms including amazon instant apple tv vimeo google play voodoo hoopla as well as uh, most cable providers across the united states and canada please welcome our very special guest mr bernie Capel. how are you doing sir
3: i'm doing so well i'm so grateful for my life i'm how old am I? What did I say there? It's, uh, <laughs> well, I'm 90. Holy mackerel.
4: Well, there's nothing wrong with being yeah, 90 years old. Uh, yeah. Bernie, I got to tell you something up front. Uh, you and I are connected, uh, and you don't even know this because I've never told you this before. Even though I've talked to you before, and you've always done a great interview, I'll only take about 30 seconds here. My name is Tom Bernard, but it's spelled B A R L A R D. I
3: love your last name.
4: Thank you, sir. Well, I moved to New York in uh, 1978 or nine, something like that. And uh, so everybody shortened my name from Bernard to Bernie wasn't Barney. It was Bernie. They called me Bernie. Bernie, Bernie. And then about two weeks into that, Mr. Capel, my name was just Capel. So I went from Tom Bernard to Bernie, (laughs) to Bernie Capel, to just Capel. So I used your name for a long time. So how have you been, sir?
3: I've been so fine. Uh, I loved doggies. I've got three doggies, and I just got a little puppy. Ever since I was a, a, a kid, I've been nuts about dogs. And uh, the, the, was, what, pup, the puppy is a um, a mutt, but very, very smart.
4: No question. <laughs> he loves
3: to have a belly rub.
4: The almost completely true story is based on the courtship relationship and marriage of Marriott Hartley ride the high country, incredible Hulk TV series and her husband, actor producer, Jerry Soroka. from Godspell. Their screenplay tells a slightly fictionalized details of the later in life, romance and marriage. Well, that's very sweet.
3: It is very sweet. And I've, been, I've known Marriott, uh, since the early sixties and we, uh, we worked together. Uh, and, uh, She'd, they're neighbors of mine. They, they live just a few blocks away from me in Tarzana, and uh, we see each other all the time, but Mariette, Mariette is just uh, with that cello-like voice and a wonderful actress, and she did a, a one-woman show not too far away from here.
4: Oh, that's a wonderful, Mr. Capel, did you, when you started on, you know, the love boat, uh, so was it 1976, I guess you got the job 77 is the first season. Did you guys ever, ever see it coming? How big that show, that show was huge.
3: It still is. That's, that's yeah. the amazing thing about it. Uh, Dickie van Patten was the original doctor on a love boat. Oh, by the way, we got the worst review Uh, It's going to sink like the Titanic. This is what the ungenerous uh, reviewer of the L.A. Times uh, wrote. But we've been going on for um, 13 years, 13 years, and we changed the way that people take cruises. You pack and unpack once, and and the world comes to you. And it's so easy, so easy. And I I was in the Navy before, before Lombard. <laughs> oh, you were? Yeah, I was on the, on the Iowa, the beautiful battleship, USS Iowa. I was drafted and uh, I went all over, all over the world in peacetime it, between the Korean situation and Vietnam. God, uh, well,
4: thank, <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you for your service. That's phenomenal.
3: They made me, because of my background at NYU, they made me a librarian, believe it or not. So I read my face off uh, in <laughs> on the Iowa. And then, was it, 30 years later, I got the love boat. Because Dickie hey, Van Patten was under contract to ABC, and they moved him in, in, into uh, Eight Is Enough, and they opened, opened it up for... People to audition, so I auditioned with a whole bunch of other people, and I got it! Yippee! I got it! And I'm still very much involved with with the princess. As a matter of fact, my wife and I are taking a cruise uh, in a couple of weeks. And oh, one I've ship. That, yeah. One ship, thank you. One ship is named after. I, I'm the godfather of the regal princess. So. Um, I loved, I loved those ships, loved
4: those ships. Bernie, do you think that show, The Love Boat, was so popular because for a lot of people, including the poorest of the poor, could watch that show and kind of feel what it was like to be on a cruise ship. A lot of people have have never gotten that opportunity.
3: Well, we taught, we taught the world how to, how to cruise, before Love Boat, we used to, people who were just, the ships would go out half full, a third full Mm -hmm. and pay a ton of money and now it's very reasonable and the world just comes to you and the food uh, you know when I I entertain on the ship the first thing I ask people is, are you getting enough to eat? of course you have the buffet all day long you have all kinds of different food or if you want to go to the specialty restaurants Anyway, coming back to, uh, to our, our, our show here, our, uh, our almost completely true love story. I saw yeah. the film, and it was great fun. And they used, they used my tennis court for a little uh, piece of it. Just, and it was always being with wonderful actors and actresses, but especially Mariette. Marriott is a darling lady who I have loved for so long, and
4: always great to be with her. It's a wonderful thing. Our almost completely true love story will be available on December 8th, 2023, on major streaming platforms, including Amazon Instant, Apple TV, Vimeo, Google Play, Voodoo, and Hoopla, as well as most cable providers across the United States and Canada. Mr. Capel, even though I, I stole your name when I lived in New York—well, I didn't steal it; they gave it to me—but I've always been a big fan, and I appreciate the time you spent with us this morning, sir.
3: Well, Bernie, a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> a pleasure to be with you, kiddo.
4: Thank you, sir. Come back soon. Have a great day. Thank
3: you. All the best. Bye.
4: Bernie Capel, that guy. What a what a nice man. I've interviewed him over the years, many, many, many times. And you know, I got so we're we're disconnected, correct? Yes. Yeah. It just, it makes me a little sad because he sounds a lot older than even the last time I talked to him just a couple of years ago, but he's, what did he say? He was 90 now. He said he yeah. was
5: 90. Yeah. Very
4: sweet guy. He's always been a very, very nice guy. Very smart man, by the way. He's a highly intelligent guy, mm-hmm. but I didn't know he had that uh, service uh, back in the, was it Vietnam era he was talking about pretty much? Yep.
0: And then getting a puppy right now. Puppy! Yeah. you crazy. Oh,
4: Just hope it's a well-behaved puppy
2: because, yeah, at 90 years old, trying to chase around (laughs) a little energetic puppy. Oh, my goodness.
0: I'm, like, debating if I can ever get a puppy again. Like, I might always just adopt, like, two-year-old dogs like a puppy. That's impressive.
4: That's a really good point, actually. It's like, I'm 90. I think I'll get a new puppy. (laughs) You're expected to live, what, about another 10 years because dogs usually live about 10, 11, 12 years, most of them, don't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, like, my grandma doesn't have any dogs right now and that she doesn't want to get any dogs because of that mm-hmm. but i just oh. want to be like get a dog because you know i'll take like I'll, someone will take it like you know what i mean like yeah. i just don't it'd be hard to just live without a dog when you've had a dog your whole life
2: and oh. is, would there be anything more adorable than like bernie and his little puppy at a dog park oh. as he's trying to like, run around corral it? yeah <laughs>
4: See that's what i love about I, that's a great take because that's what it is you see bernie capel walking his little puppy he's 90 years old the dog's about six months old I, I just that's why i love having guests on i don't care if they're we've had guests as young as i think seven this kid was walking in a park and he found this massive amount of money he was a seven year old mm-hmm. and i don't know if it was a bank robbery or what the hell it was but so i've interviewed people from seven years old and to a hundred years old actually I think Sid. The last time I interviewed him was though ninety. I think it was ninety eight. The last time I talked to Sid on the show. But see, I love that. I like talking to all generations. This generational divide that everybody loves to talk about and all the rest of it. I don't really feel that at all. I don't really give a rat's ass how young or how old you are. Yeah. You're an interesting person, right. right? The only person I don't like talking to is Brad Blanks. <laughs> I agree. Brad Blanks is horrible to talk to. I don't know. What yeah. the? Okay, now here we go. He's got the headphones. He's on the show. A professional. A professional. We're never going to let you. You got to come on at least once a month, man. You can't yeah, be just... Oh, no, no, Tom,
7: I know. And I, I profusely apologize. Your um, fault. You know, I've, I've been, like, I blame that actor's strike. Like, I've been, yeah, down in the dumps. Yeah. So I can't. Do what yeah. I'm born to do, which is shove a microphone in an actor's face and try to get you know, a, a rise, something interesting, <laughs> trying to make them more entertaining. You know, like, uh, Hollywood should hire me. <laughs> you
4: know? They should. Brad yes. Blanks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we, we just yesterday listened to the Brad Blanks um, standing up, talking to a yes. couple Thank of you. Hollywood stars, Jennifer Aniston <laughs> yeah. and Adam. Um.
7: What a year! Uh, what a year! It's amazing that you can do something in 2011, yep. and in 2023, it's it, in some ways it's helped my career in a weird, was, weird way. Yeah. That was that what long. Ago. Madness! You, you, you had that interview like the day after I did it. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And little did we know it had turned into this mess. Um, and you were onto it early because you did, you did see it. Yeah, you know, as you're sitting there, you know, trying to get yourself to sleep, uh, you know, with insomnia, or you're watching that true TV show that, yes. you know, funniest moments or something like that. And they yep. had the clip that they paid me a paltry $500 for and then oh. proceeded to repeat <laughs> that television show like uh, 10,000 times. Anyway.
0: Um,
1: Five hundred bucks, yeah. huh?
0: That yeah, clip, I it, Brad, Brad. I feel like every two weeks it's in my algorithm somewhere. Yep. Like, yeah, yep.
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's and broken mean, the
7: algorithm, right? Yeah, and your
0: your description gets funnier and funnier. It's like large Aussie stab, you know, yeah. scare yeah. celeb or like it's just.
7: Well, it's it's really nice. Yeah, you know, obviously, no one attributes it to me but no. I, I don't get it up ever but in the comments I have friends that I swear people I haven't known for 30 years from college uh write in the comments that's Brad Blakes you yeah. should attribute him yeah like, nice, really nice people are sticking up for me out there I and love I'm it like, uh, yeah, yeah and a lot of lovely Minnesotans are like that's Brad Blakes he's been on with Tom he was on K for twenty years, you've got to say who he is yeah. to to like this to like a like a site like puberty uh, yeah. on Instagram that has like thirty million followers that no one's reading the comments and feeling sorry for me. But I'm just happy that my big fat head is getting some um, you know acclaim and and there was all the, the, I think the what's the word of the year authentic authentic there was some authenticity in my um, my ending in that video. I was actually very sad and you know i knew it was a great bit but i also yeah. uh, i knew oh shit yeah you know, i'm getting abused again for being a big tall bastard <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> or getting in the way you know so um uh that no, was great it's been a great a great year in watching that unfold because
2: how tall you are you brad
7: i'm six foot five but look I, I i poured some gravy on the chicken in that bit i knew as I was on, on, I'd, I'd practiced that manoeuvre a few times on a few red carpets, where um, I actually interviewed uh, previously Oliver Stone on my knees in a media scrum, and um, and I, I found it quite enjoyable from a, a comedy perspective. Um, and then because the and I did it to Bradley Cooper as well, and he asked, "What am I doing down there?" Um, but nothing like what happened with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Anderson, yes. because when I stood up. I always loved those shows from uh, those te- those black and white Dracula movies from mm-hmm. the 50s or the 60s. And I loved how Dracula would rise. You know, if he remember sure. he would just rise slowly? I said, I'm going to do that. And I rose so slowly <laughs> for them, but consistently. And as and I, yeah, so I was doing it, I'm going, oh, if the camera catches this, this is going to be hilarious. Because it was cons- a consistent rise that didn't stop. And I even, and I went on my tippy toes, but you can't see my toes. Yeah, you know, I've got a media scrum around me, so I went to about six foot eight. And <laughs> as I was going up, when I actually got my <laughs> eye level to about the the, the the six foot thing, I went holy crap, I'm a full foot taller than Sandler and Aniston here. And I just kept on going, you know, and, uh, and I'm towering over them. Yeah, you know, if I had have fallen on Aniston, I would have killed her, you know. like <laughs>
2: that, that blows my mind because I just would have assumed based off of his reaction that you were seven feet tall, oh, 350 pounds, terrible. yeah.
7: Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, um, but the, yeah the, the, and, and the craziness about that, it was a lot of people say in the comments that it takes them back to him as Happy Gilmore. And, of course, mm-hmm. and, they, and they started saying one character, and I had to go back and check Happy Gilmore again, and it was the Jaws character from James Bond that, they were, that I somehow resembled. And it's when um, uh, Shooter McGavin turns around and sees Jaws, overlooking him, and uh, yeah. a lot of people say that was the same, similar look to what Sandler had. So, uh, look, Sandler had... Look, Ricky, Ricky Gervais has a fascination with my round head, and Sandler had a fascination with my height and monstrosity, <laughs> I guess, uh, uh, of the human.
4: But yeah. it does show you how clever that Adam Sandler is because you yeah. were in a thatched hut interviewing yes, them, and right. he looked up yeah. at the thatched roof and said, put your hat yeah. on and get out of here. Yeah, Which yeah I it was a...
7: An amazing light, and and, and you got to remember, Tom. You know, I'm a one-man operation, and my cameramen are usually like uh, a mate of mine who really? I buy a beer for afterwards, who's an accountant, <laughs> right? So we're not running a professional gig over here in the Brad Blank's world. But so my cameraman, he if you catch catch that, he perfectly panned up, and, and it's like the the most perfect pan for a payoff of a joke, like. He goes, put your hat on and get out of there. And then, then the camera just goes up to the actual Tiki. I'm like, <laughs> when you watch that, it's like, it's it's perfect filmmaking there from this guy that's never held a camera in his life, you yeah. yeah. so,
4: 11 years yeah. ago, that was already. That's yeah. amazing. That time went by yeah. very quickly.
7: My yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. so, so I'm, I'm discovering this whole viral game. I know Brittany's a guru on TikTok and Instagram, and I'm I'm just trying to feed this algorithm beast and... Uh, yeah, well, I've had, I've had the, the weirdest thing. More people have seen me this year. I've, obviously, people, a lot of people listened to me for twenty years with yourself, Tom, and uh, on the Scott and Todd show and PLJ. I was on every day yeah. there, a yeah. part of the show. And then I went to Scott Shannon at CBS for nine years, but I've had more feedback from a visual point of view over, uh, this year, and it's uh, it's it's bizarre. That yeah, that Harrison Ford video. I didn't think would would work. I put that up. And that was from like 2000 and maybe even 10, 2010, where he just goes silent on me for a good, you know, 15 awkward seconds. And <laughs> He uh, does that. And, yeah, he does that. And, and, and people, people seem to enjoy that. And people were angry with me in that because they thought I was being a bastard to Han hum- hum- Solo or Indiana Jones um so well, yeah it's good when you divide the crowd i would just be trying to be just a decent human you know um that people really love their movie stars
4: i'm really glad you brought that up because have you ever interviewed joaquin phoenix he's got napoleon out now it's oh, doing very oh, well but i heard he's a him. bitch to interview
7: yeah i'd love to interview him um he'd be look i watched that um documentary he made that's got to be about 12 years ago and i watched it really hard to try and figure it out because it's, you know, he, he was crossing over into the world I do and back and mm-hmm. forth. And it all, all culminated in that Dave Letterman interview uh, that where Dave Letterman didn't know that it was a bit and Letterman, you know, like any good radio host or TV host should do is this is my show. I control the bits, not you. Mm-hmm. And I think Letterman was, was very up- upset with what Joaquim had come on and turned that into his own performance art. So when you find out, like I think Joaquin's come out and said the whole documentary was a, a scam or was acting. None of right. it was a doco. Um, but I'd still love to interview. You'd hope that he would get it because the, the best part about interviewing these people is when they get that they are in my bit. You know what I mean? Like, or yeah. they know what I'm about. I'm not there trying to yeah, you a know, guy again last night who doesn't know me. Oh, so you're a journalist? I said, I'm not a journalist. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, like I, I, if, if, if people think I'm a journalist, God bless you, because yeah, you know, and and I like that I'm speaking normally and slow, and I sound like a hard-hitting journalist as I speak now. But I'm a fool. I'm trying to take. And you know, there's many, and and as you know, Tom, there's been many incarnations of what my performances are. And you know, some you know, If I, I I might get serious at some stage to try and get more out of it, but I'm always trying to go for the joke or make the person I'm interviewing funny. Yeah, you know, my interviews live or die by the fact that they're entertaining and hopefully funny. You know, and and if I'm not being funny, I hope they are. So you know, um, I, I've got to keep underlining that fact that that I'm I'm out there trying to create bits. And and Joaquin Phoenix to get back to him, he'd be a if he was on. To, to, to party oh geez we could make something good together you know? yeah but he won't
4: do it will he he just won't no, do that he time. won't
7: that's right no no <laughs> no well it's funny the review I'd, I'd love to know what your your um reviewers your film reviewers that come on your show say about the movie because the early reviews i i see that haven't been that thrilling on on him they say it's a great right. you know great battle scenes um but other than that it's 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 not not that fantastic
4: yeah, he doesn't put a lot of emotion into it, from what I hear. I've not seen it yet, but I hear he's just not very emotional in it, which is a little odd. He's Napoleon for Christ's sake, you know. Uh, yes,
7: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the um, I, I saw that. uh leave the world. I uh, leave the leave the world behind yesterday, and um, mm-hmm. you know, the Julia Roberts and look, I, the people are going to like it. I, I well, uh, some people may love it. I didn't. Only I didn't love it. Uh, only because um. It's that Sam Esmail, who I love, he he created Mr. Robot. And the first two seasons of Mr. Robot, I I loved. And then that just, he went so much into the conspiracy theory rabbit hole in that show. By the end of it, I don't even think he knew what was going on in Mr. Robot, because I I definitely didn't as a fan of that show. And I'm watching this show going, oh, I I hope he can get me back on track because I I do love his writing and directing. And I love sort of that, you know, the, the world controlled by, Ten men and villains, and and I'm watching it, and I'm just getting I'm I'm got that same feeling where I'm not fulfilled. I think I've got to an age in my life where I still want my movies with a bit of a bow tie, you know, all wrapped up nicely at the end. And uh, this movie doesn't do that uh, for me. So, um, yeah, and it's interesting to see Julia Roberts uh, on screen. There's a few cool moments there. Where a little a little moment where. There's a pretty woman moment in it and there's some goofy mm-hmm. dancing from her. But uh, – um, and she's still great to look at and, you yeah, know, it takes me back to my wet dream days. I think I had my first oh wet my dream sh- over Julia Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a big <laughs> – yeah, yeah. It was a, yeah, it was a big moment, so Brittany. That was she's my Good. era. Julia Good to Roberts. know. Good to know. I yep, yep, yep. Yeah, don't worry. I didn't go I didn't walk out onto the the, the country streets and try and take down a prostitute. You know, okay. And, and, okay. In the hope of you know finding my Yeah. Well, know, you were already my, finished. My,
0: so I don't know why you even bench <laughs>
7: yourself. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, but that pretty woman really oh, goes. Jeez, that movie really got me going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I tried to get girls, you know, in, the equivalent of my prom that night trying to entice them with strawberries and champagne yeah and that didn't work yeah no. that, yeah that nut, so um but um yeah, but julia roberts was a, a, again we had a good time with her tom didn't we when i was on on your show back in the no, day no, she wouldn't talk she would not talk to me as i stood outside her broadway show for three <laughs> weeks and every time i'd put the microphone under her mouth she would purse her lips and start talking to other people um yep. because on the first night i was there when on her opening night i recited lines from all of her movies um there were 200 people out there most of them were Ooh. from the midwest you know, on those traveling theater broadway groups all young th- theater students and I, I would yell out to her as she came out i'm just a boy standing in front of a girl asking her to love him and um <laughs> and, and um and, uh, I was yelling them at the crowd of, you know, uh, Broadway theatre students from, you, know, um, you know, uh, Omaha um, were in t- fits of laughter and absolutely loved it um, until the following night, uh, her number one security bodyguard, movie star bodyguard in the world, uh, he's this massive black dude, super slick, um, took me down an alleyway just off Broadway around the Ooh. corner and uh, I said, I'm going to get beaten up here, but if he beats me up, this is going to be solid gold radio tomorrow morning. Anyway, he um, he started doing the – he was negotiating with me. It was like a movie. Like, he had all these techniques. Right? He knew my name. He knew everything about me. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool what he's doing. But please hit me. This is going to be great radio if you hit me. And, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, when you're just ready to take the punch or, or – so you put me up against the wall. Just, and he starts saying, you cannot yell at a woman like that. She's a mother – you, know, you were yelling things out to her that were very disturbing. I'm like, dude, I was reciting lines from all of her movies. Are you, right. Are you, are, you, are you an idiot? <laughs> like yeah. I was, I, that's when I went, this is better than him hitting me. He, she, she, Julia Roberts and her, the guy did not have any clue of what I was uh, yelling out. And if Julia was you know, smart, she would have had a laugh and enjoyed that. Maybe said a line back to me. Anyway, uh, the following the, the following day, I'm back out there again, and she's not talking to me every time, you know, she walks out of the theatre after her performance. Uh, a police officer, NYPD, there's cops everywhere down there. They sort of patrol the Broadway streets, and he takes me for a walk down an alleyway. I'm like, I'm in trouble. Now I've got, a, I've got a police officer. <laughs> the police officer goes, oh, Blanksy. And I'm like, great, he knows, my, well, he knows my name, which is good, but he called me Blanksy instead of Brad. He goes, Blanksy. Oh, we're loving hearing about this on the radio. Will the, bo- the guys at the precinct think this is hilarious? The fact that you called him a whacking hut security guard this morning. Oh, so we've nicknamed him Whackin' Hut as well. So they sit there calling Whack... I didn't even know what Whackin' Hut was, but apparently it's like a mall cop. Is it Whackin' Hut? A mall cop? Yeah, I think
4: that's right.
7: Anyway, Whackin' Hut firm or whatever. And and, uh, so they started calling the number one Hollywood uh, bodyguard in the world Whackin' Hut for the whole Broadway run of Julia Roberts' performances there Broadway. Anyway, her show came out. Like, that was for the uh, preview runs, and her show came out like three weeks later. And it was the one that Oprah Oprah produced it. Bradley Cooper was in it and Paul Rudd before they really Mm -hmm. took off. And uh, Three Days of Rain, it was called. And on opening night, the New York Times panned it. So I think I got the last laugh for Julia. um, Yes, uh, not talking to me. But I still love her. And and she's my first sexual moment that I didn't have to really do anything. (laughs) Oh, boy, look at the time we used to go. Uh. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Tom.
4: (laughs) Brad how? We yeah. got to have you back all the time. It's got to be yes, just yeah. like. No, I'm the coming old back days, on. I'll,
7: I will come back on next you. week. Yes, yes, and I've got to get in, some interviews. You know, um, and, and and I'll I'll find some more movies that I can talk about. Not give a review, just give my take and see if I, you know, uh, offended their star at one stage of my career. Yeah.
4: Let me ask you this in closing: I am very, very concerned that movie theaters are are they in big trouble, Brad? Do oh, I think not so. Yeah. Me?
7: It's too yeah, bad. and, and, and you know, know it's I know I know you're a movie lover, and I'm a movie lover, yep. and and I just I just go I, I don't know I pee a lot, so I have troubles going to the bathroom. Um, yeah, you know, I mean once, yeah, you know, but anyway, um, during, yeah. So I'm like, how are movies gonna keep working? And I and I've seen I've seen two movies this week, and I swear I haven't seen two movies in three months. But I went and sat in a theater and saw them, so I, I love the moment. But it's getting harder and harder. Like films that. Like a comedy, sadly, that I don't have to see, I'll wait till it streams now. Like a, a big movie comedy. You right. know, like like Dumb Money, you know, the um, Wall Street movie, Dumb Money. I watched it online. You know, I, I wait. I said, I'm not going to pay the 20 to see it in the theatre. I'll wait till you know, Anyway, I'm sure a lot of people are going through that.
4: No, no question. That, we, watched, we watched we Genie, which is in the theatres, you know, uh, the new movie yeah. that's out right now, Christmas movie called Genie. We watched it on <laughs> television. I yeah. would have loved to go and see that in the theatre, but it's right here. Right here,
7: yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, sure.
4: All right, you pill, it's great having <laughs> you back, man. Well, great. Yeah, I love yeah, no. yeah. Well, well,
7: well, thanks, mate, thank you. Yeah, great to see everyone, great, great crew. Well done, Tom. Uh, we've got lots to talk about. i gotta, I'll, next week I'll tell you about my trip to Australia, but I <laughs> oh, just want to hear
4: it. The caravan yeah. park,
7: yeah, yeah, did yeah. My wanna... dad sells caravans, number one, yeah, so he's 80 years old and still selling. <laughs> anyway, I love it.
4: Thanks, Brad.
7: Hey, right. mate. Great Bye.
4: Bring, Ladies and gentlemen, I've uh, been working with Brad Blanks for twenty some years. It's, it, he said twenty years. I think it's a little more than that, but just yeah. a lovely guy. And They're I right. love closing with the story that he he said, "Tom, do me a favor, drive me through your old neighborhood. I want to see it." That's a terrible impression. I do understand. That's pretty good. But I, he got in the car. I put the top down on the Mustang. We're driving down Plymouth Avenue. He's looking, and there's a drug deal going down this alley. There's another drug deal over here. There's a fight up over here. We get to the light, and four people walk over to the car to tell me what a nice car it is, but they're coming at us. And he goes, Tom, get me out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I, just thought it was fun. I just wish he would wake up a little bit and have some energy in the morning I, when he joins the show. Right. He
0: is my... <laughs> Favorite I know, person, I love, that guy. I love him. Anytime you're with him, he's like that 100. percent That's not put on. That is him a thousand percent. I know
4: it's just a, it's a great point, Brittany, because he is such a nice man, sweetheart of a guy. Loves doing the show. So thank you so much, uh, Tevin, for for going after him. And he's going to be on a lot, and I cannot wait because he is absolutely terrific. He's yeah. a wonderful guy.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll figure out a time slot that works every week for him yeah. and see if we can. <laughs>
4: Absolutely love it. we got to take a break. Timmy Lammers will join us right after this.
2: This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Is that text you're
6: sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us.
2: Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com.
7: Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured, Bradshaw and Bryant.
0: Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused.
4: And tell him his his guy Tom sent you.
1: Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser.